And now, we'll fight open mic. The Bass Jackers. I just came home actually from tour. Hey guys, this is Phoenix Paul. Hey, what's up? This is Sean Frank. We'll fight DJs and your favorite artists. Sophie Francis. Sophie, thanks for joining us today. Hi, super nice to join you guys. What's up, guys? This is Ahmed Van Buren. Now, open mic. Hey guys, it is DJ What The Heck here for another edition of Open Mic. And today, my guest is Don Diablo. Don, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, what's going on? Where are you at right now? Right now, I'm in, uh, in Amsterdam. I'm sitting in my studio as we speak. And uh, yeah, I've been here in self-quarantine for the last couple of months. For those who can't see, it is a very, very pretty studio set with lots of colors going on. It's, it's, it's the future. It is the future. Exactly. It's, it is the, the gateway to portal to the future. Yes, a portal to the future. And something that was really kind of futuristic, just on Saturday, you had a show in Germany. Yes. Your first DJ to sell out a Corona-proof like, stadium. Yeah, whatever that means in the sense that it's obviously... <laughs> uh, it's, you know, because it's, it's, um, it, it, it's basically a, um, a very cautious way of kind of like coming back and you know trying to make some steps towards uh you know being together with people again and enjoying music mm-hmm. i saw some comments people were like no this is not uh, the way to, you know this is not the future of clubbing i'm like no you're right it's not the future of clubbing but uh, this is an arena and we're at a you know from a safe uh, in a safe space at a safe distance we are enjoying music together and for me anyway i'm not really i'm not i don't i don't really mind if people are not dancing or doing whatever reaction there is to my music there is no right or wrong reaction for me it's really it's you know any reaction is fine as long as people are not like indifferent towards my music uh i'd rather have someone think it's or like it's it's amazing or they really feel it or they are completely not but like like i think you know for me it's good to kind of have like uh Actually, in the end, a, a big amount of people together again and share that experience. But obviously, it's an arena that normally fits uh, tens of thousands of people. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and a lot of the credit goes to the, to the organization and the arena itself because they invited me. And they did all the, they took all the precautions. They worked together with the local government, the police, healthcare workers. This is not something like, oh, me deciding like, hey, let's just throw a rave in a stadium. Let's everybody stay away. You know, uh, what you have five feet or what, what is it over there? Uh, yeah, six, six feet is the big number that yeah. you're throwing around. Here it's one and a half meters in, in my mm. country. But it's not like that. It's not like, oh, no, it's this is like, you know, I wasn't allowed to go anywhere without my face mask. Only like, you know, once I'm in, in my own space. But uh, yeah, and a lot of it was very, um, it was it was just, a, it was an experience I wanted to have because we are in a very, very, you know, remarkable situation in the world mm. right now. And I think, you know, there's so much negativity that mm. I really needed something that was positive and something. Mm-hmm. And also for me to kind of like play new music and see, you know, how it would connect with people. Yeah. Well, it was definitely a different experience. And uh, what's been like any major changes? Obviously, there's no really live shows going on for you. Uh, just more production time in the studio, perhaps recently? Uh, for sure. Like I've obviously been struggling with finishing my album. Um, mm. It's also had a little bit to do with my personal life uh, and just in general, like there were a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. Obviously, people don't really, you know, you only see the guy on, on social media. You only see the guy that walks on the stage, you know, and you obviously try to present someone who's as 
you know, as, as um, I guess, invincible as possible. Um, but yeah, I think there's, there's, there are always different things in play. And I think in general, um, you know, sometimes you put a lot of pressure on yourself. And, and uh, yeah, I always want to deliver the best I can for fans and, and um, you know, people around me. I have, a, I have a lot of people that depend on me. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm just a guy pushing buttons, uh, you know, trying to make great music. And I don't have like a massive team of people doing stuff for me. Um, it, it all has to come from one brain. So and that brain has to be, you know, I have to think clear. So I think in that sense, for me, Corona kind of came at the right time because mm-hmm. it has cleared my mind a little bit because I was mm-hmm. traveling so much that it came to the point where I remember the last shows when I was in, in, in Mexico, I was playing at EDC on the main stage and it kind of just, oh, I had a massive, I had like, I was a massive pain everywhere at that point in time. And I, and even my gums were bleeding from exhaustion. And I was oh like, kind of like at the end of my, you know, physical uh, journey almost. And obviously once you go on stage and adrenaline shoots into your body, um, you know, that's like, it's an addictive drug because you know it heals anything any pain any sadness any anger any disappointment and it just turns you into a you know a machine mm-hmm. and, um, and I think for me it was really you know I was really pushing it because I wanted to keep all of my fans happy I wanted to you know keep everyone around me happy but you know at the same time there were a lot of things happening even in my team uh, turned out that I had some some people in my team that, uh, that weren't really, uh, well, let's, let's, let's use an understatement, hundred percent honest. And, um, yeah, these are things that happen in the background as well. So I had to do a little cleanup there and I found out like, you know, I had a few knives in my back <clears throat> that I had to take out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think as an, as like any other situation, I'm, I'm a, I'm a normal human being. And I also, uh, you know, I run a, a company, uh, and there are people there and once you become more popular this is the one thing I always kind of stayed away from that idea and that concept of people taking advantage of you because I don't I believe I believe in the goodness of humanity but uh, yeah I did find out that there were people desperately taking advantage of me that I, I wasn't aware of because you know you're so focused on being on the road and uh, right it's, yeah it's actually been a blessing so I've been able to clean out the closet I've been able mm. to to actually finally finish my house i've been able to been working on a on a, a book i've been working on a film i've been working on uh more parts of my documentary i've been working on the last parts of my comic book series mm-hmm. i've been working on a new clothing line uh, actually two new clothing lines i've actually been working on a whole new concept for my show plus i guess uh most importantly i've been working on a lot of new music right very very excited about and um, yeah, without the pressure of the music having to be something that has a place in my shows, just me making music that I believe in and I feel. And I've even, I'm even starting a couple of side projects. I don't know which one will make the cut and which one will see the light of day. But one I'm very, very super excited about musically. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's something I'm spending a lot of time on. I guess I spoke to my mom the other day. She was like, Don, how the hell are you <laughs> literally still now, you know, still awake at six in the morning and still working and it yeah. feels like never worked harder yeah. but i think she was right in a way i had the intention to to chill out a bit and then i was like no i gotta do all these crazy live streams you know from my swimming pool and in my toilet and on a Formula one racetrack and uh 
I have a few more that are like pretty crazy. So I was like, I always want to push, you know, the boundaries and, and, and entertain my fans and keep them happy because everyone is at home just feeling, you know, feeling low. And I, I yeah. tried to find ways to, uh, you know, to entertain everyone and to kind of bring a bit of joy into the world. You have a lot of different projects, like you just mentioned, going on. And, and the one that really caught my eye was you do film as well. Um, obviously, you, you had a, you mentioned merchandise coming out, up front, but you had some merchandise related to Star Wars a little while back now. Um, so you're a big Star Wars fan, are you? Uh, I am. And it's just, for me, I never use, use the words merchandise because, uh, yeah, for me, it's something completely separate. I, I, from anything that has to do with my music in that sense, mm -hmm. it's, it's something that hasn't, you know, it goes outside of my whole team and management. It's a separate entity, a separate company. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, I, I, I really approach that quite seriously, um, to the point where, you know, with everything I do, uh, which is kind of a, I sometimes have discussions about that with my business managers, like Don, you need to, you understand that you can make a lot more money. Like I understand, but like nothing that I do is in that sense really driven towards making as much money as I can. It's really, I want to live, deliver the best quality. And I, and, you know, I, at some point I remember I was, um, I posted a picture on my Instagram and, and Star Wars and Lucasfilm saw that it was a picture with a lightsaber on May the 4th. Yep. Uh, you know, they were like, who's this guy? And why does it have so many likes? And so they invited me, flew out to London. We had discussions. I'm like, well, what can I do? I'm a musician, but I'm not, I'm not going to remix the Star Wars anthem, am I? Like, that's, you know, that's, you know, that's not really cool. Yeah. So, but I said, no, I have another idea. You know, like I also, you know, I also make uh, clothing. I am also a fashion designer. So, so what's, you know, I, I have an idea. Can we do this? And it was a long journey and it's, you have to go through the whole Disney thing, the whole Lucasfilm thing. And, uh, but somehow I made it happen <laughs> and I created a, a Star Wars clothing line and uh, yeah, I launched it in, in, uh, in, in one of the, in, in the most uh, renowned uh, store in the Netherlands on the damn square where we had three windows. Like mm. I think Karl Lagerfeld was the only designer before who managed to do that. So it was, it's it, all these things kind of just went by me. I did all of these epic things, but they all like happened in between very quickly. Right. I never actually really sort of, cherished them or thought about them and I think um yeah looking back on it, everything went so so quick and I I'm always very very critical about myself and I never really give myself any time to to enjoy you know some of the accomplishments because I'm always like what's next and and you know how can I keep people how can I make more people happy how can I make people happier um and I think yeah that's definitely one of the things I look on where I'm like wow I'm a massive Star Wars fan you know I grew up on Star Wars and uh, for me, Star Wars was the one thing that connected, you know, my brothers and my father and myself. Because mm -hmm. you know how men are amongst each other. They don't really talk to each other. The only thing we talked about was like, oh, well, the Jabba the Hutt or like, you know, like, what do you think Luke is going to do next? Like, that's the, the stuff we talked about. Right. And uh, yeah, so for me, it really brings me back to, to, you know, to that feeling of connecting with my brothers and my and my father. And I think at the end of the day, everything in life is a tree is a Greek tragedy, right? It's like we all we all kind of just fight for the the approval of our of our of our father or mother or parents and or, or brothers sisters, um, you know, our self worth. And I think you know, my my life isn't any different. So for me, doing this 
being a, a big DJ, whatever that means, doesn't mean much to them. But like me being able to like, you know, be a part of the Star Wars franchise kind of like opened their eyes to like, oh, I think our little brother is kind of like, he's doing, he's making some moves out there in the mm -hmm. world. You know? So yeah. to me, that's like, yeah, I think on a personal level, it was really, really a special moment. So now I'm kind of curious, since you do have the comic book line, you've got the clothing line, you got the film production stuff you do with music, ever considered taking up acting? Uh, you know, it's a funny thing that you asked. Like, the first thing I actually wanted to do when I grew up was um, become an actor. Oh. But I, I just have a, I have, a, I have, I have a fear of auditions. So okay. uh, I, just, I, I just generally don't like the concept of somebody judging if you're you know, if you're good enough to do anything in the world. Because mm -hmm. I think I, I broke through at a, at a late age, even in music. Mm -hmm. uh, I only broke through like on a bigger level, like maybe four or five years ago. And um, yeah, for me, I've always been struggling with, you know, my self-worth. I've always been struggling with a lot of insecurity. I've been struggling with, you know, um, things that are probably not going to really help you in an audition. But what I liked about music was like, I could reinvent myself. You know, I, I lost a lot of weight. I kind of just, I cut my hair. I just like started just, you know, kind of like becoming a better version of myself, I guess, uh, both mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. um, and it felt like I had a bit more control. That's why I liked electronic music. Cause it was like, oh, I'm going to buy a computer and I'm going to, you know, just program and play all the instruments myself. And I, I don't need a band because when I grew up, there was nobody, nobody wanted to form a band with me. That was just a one man band, like yeah. nobody wanted to see. So it gave me a lot of freedom. And I think, um, yeah, for me, that's, that's kind of like, um, yeah, I, I think that's, that's how everything started for me. And I, I, but looking back on it, my initial plan was this is how, how I started making music when this is kind of how I approach life. My first booking, nobody wanted to book me. So I was like, okay, then I'm going to throw an event myself. So I had three jobs mm -hmm. and I saved money. And then I rented a club and I booked myself, you know? And that's kind of the same thing with acting. I was like, nobody's going to hire me for a job. So I started, I bought equipment. I had, again, I was washing dishes. I was washing people's uh, uh, windows. Uh, I worked in a, in, a, in a sauna. I did all these jobs, saved all my money. And then I just, you know, kind of just... Um, yeah made the right decisions i guess from there on my first event was a big success booked myself again and i think it's really about you know if you really want something it's i think nobody the one thing i learned is that life isn't isn't fair and i think as as long as you know that that life is never going to be fair then life is going to be a lot easier for you and i think if you really want something then you have to there's always a way to create that to find a way around it and i guess that's kind of the story to my life but i I had my breakthrough late because I, I really put a break on everything because I always thought I wasn't good enough. Um, and I think it's, yeah, I mean, you might, might not see it if you look at me, but that's, you know, that's, I'm still that kid that was in the back of the class that, you know, nobody wanted to talk to with a long ponytail and, and a long leather jacket and the army boots, <laughs> uh, you know, and I think my computer became my best friend. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's why in a lot of the videos and the things that I do in this comic book, you can see that I'm creating these worlds because I've, I've always kind of lived in my own little universe. And that's where the whole hexagon planet comes from. Uh, it comes from that, you know, place of like, if you don't have any friends, you're going to have to create them. And if you don't have any, if you don't have something, you'd have to, you're going to have to create it. And I think, you know, looking, maybe looking at a movie like Big Fish, I think 
reality is is very can be very harsh and people are always ready to take you down it doesn't matter whoever's listening to this whether you're studying or you're you're working or you always have people around you that are going to take you down and i think uh i think the best way always to approach criticism is just to embrace it that's the one mm-hmm. thing i know you know and i think um i remember one time i i someone said something to me like your music sucks you suck you're an idiot i was like oh uh, uh what else and then she started like you know this, this happens a lot because people have the idea that they can say anything to an artist to insult mm-hmm. them which is a, an interesting concept mm-hmm. because I don't go to your job and go like, Hey man, those uh, Excel sheets look like, you know, like, yeah. and uh, I'm like, Whoa, I'm like, well, it's not my, it's not my bag, whatever you're doing. I'm, mo- I'm moving away from this. Mm-hmm. For some reason people, you know, like to be very harsh to, to artists. And I think um, if you start approaching it, like uh, I remember I said to that person for the first time, Hey, you're right. I am, I have a big nose. I'm an ugly guy and I make shit music. So, what else should we talk about? And I, I immediately stopped. It was like, oh, no, I mean, you don't, I mean, you're not that, you know, you're not that bad. Look. I mean, you're actually pretty good. Look. I mean, I'm, your music isn't, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was his yeah. answer. I was like, great. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's, that's your opinion. That's fine. You know, like, but I can't, you can't live uh, trying to please everyone. I think the most mm-hmm. main comment is, uh, there are two comments that are, are, you know, when you're an artist and I have no exception, is like, you miss the old Don Diablo versus oh you're always doing the same which is like yeah, I'm you can't go both which ways. one is it yeah, yeah, which, yeah, one, yeah. It, which one do you want do you want me to grow are you a fan of me or are you a fan of the music style that i make mm-hmm. you know like i want you guys to go on a journey with me and it will be pleasurable it will be amazing we'll all get older we'll all start growing but yeah i think you can see it on social media right if i post something goofy where i do like a, a funny tiktok loop of 14 seconds gets a loads of likes and views but when I post something, it really means something for me that comes from my heart. It's always the real fans that are like, it has a lot of intrinsic value, but it's not something that people share or people are really, you know, and I, I am, I am very lucky because I have, I seriously, honestly, after all these years, have the best fans in the world. I'm very grateful and I've invested a lot of time and love into it, but this is kind of how the world is built. If it means something to you, they're not interested in it. And it's something mm. you're going to accept, you know, yeah. once you can do that, life is going to be a lot easier. So that's a very long, long answer to your question. But, uh, <laughs> it just got me thinking about going back to acting. It brought me back to that little kid that like mm-hmm. had all these dreams. And I think now the good thing is about what I do. Here I come to another point that I was you know, discussing um, while writing this book. It's like, who exactly are you? Are you a student? Are you a son? Are you uh, a construction worker? Are you uh, uh, a game player, a soccer player? So it's like, for me, it's like, I guess I'm, you know, people see me, uh, I'm a DJ. That's yeah. kind of the dominant profession of what I do, right? Like yeah. you're having an interview with me, I'm a DJ and that's how we're talking. I'm talking to you about DJ stuff. You're asking me my opinion about certain things in the scene. But for me, it's like, I think like in, in life, in, in a way we are all actors, right? Like mm-hmm. um, that's how I see it. That's, that, this is why I feel like I still fulfilled my dreams because I'm still an actor. I'm just an actor in the play of life, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I play a DJ every now and then, but I also play a fashion designer. I play mm-hmm. music video director. I play a comic book writer. I play, you know, I think the only thing is there are dominant professions. And once you, once you become, uh, you know, reasonably good at something, people are going to see you, Don Diablo, DJ, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I remember the one thing was when I represented this clothing line and, and um, I got an interview uh, that someone was, was asking me about, uh, went by all the windows, all the designs, and we're standing mm-hmm. in this, this store. We, we had like a, th- a line with over a thousand people waiting outside. It was mayhem. And, uh, and the, the reporter was like, so are you you're the designer of this, uh, this clothing line? And I had like a, a friend of mine, I was like, <laughs> like this, <laughs> like, uh, you know, like, I guess, and then I just looked at him like, what, what's laughable about yeah. this? I know, am yeah. I a joke to you? Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's like, if you do one thing, you can't be the other thing. It's like, well, mm. in essence, yes, I, I did make all these designs and I, it is my brand. And I, yeah, so I guess technically, yes, I am the designer. But because I always, also in the weekend, I put on records and I somehow know how to produce records. I cannot be the designer of this. Uh, I cannot be a clothing designer as well. Right. And I think um, what I liked about what I'm doing now is like I can still act in my music videos. I can adapt roles that I feel comfortable with that I can deliver in a in, in a in a reasonable way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think there are people who are much better at at a lot of things that I do. So I try to find my own boundaries of what it is that I can do. And I think that's what you need to do. It's like, it's, it, it's not said that you're not good at anything, but you need to find what it is that you're good at, right? Within, you know, you might not be, you might not see yourself as a singer, but you probably are a lot better than a lot of these, uh, you know, auto-tuned singers out there that have massive careers, but you just don't know it. But it's yeah. all about dedication and, and belief and literally uh, just 100% going for it. That was a great answer. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. I don't do chit chats. So sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> that was good. Just, we'll get into the um, you acting in a moment. And when we talk about some of your tracks, just before we jump into some of your music, um, I'm curious to know, kind of interesting now is kind of hitting the reboot button uh, right now on a couple of things and going on in your life. Looking back to when you did just start out, is there an individual an event or a DJ that had a really just profound effect on what you do now? Um, yeah, I think I come from like, my father was a massive music lover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, I grew up like my, I'm named after a, a gentleman called Don Van Fleet. He's an American. Um, he was a, yeah, an avant-garde artist slash painter, musician singer um he worked a lot with frank zappa mm-hmm. uh, so it was very all very super experimental music and music without a goal and i think a lot of things are you know can be more authentic when they don't have a goal and i think that was always my problem as well as like a blessing in my career because i never made things with a with a goal with an end goal i just i made things to create and just Thus, I created it. Thus, it is successful. And I think now society has changed because we're all looking at, for me, I look at a picture and it's, if, it, if it's in focus and there's it a, a nice, it's portraying something that, I'm, you know, gives me some emotions, it's a successful picture. But nowadays for kids, it's like, no, it's only got 300 likes. It's, oh, yeah. I, my day is, is now, you know, yeah. like, I think the whole level of what, what, what is successful is, 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 you know, the, the world has changed and, and everywhere, everything is, it's all numbers, you know, like how much is this person making? Oh, my colleague is making more or like, I, I just, I, I'm in school. I just got this grade, but like, you know, Johnny was sitting next to me. He got like, you know, got a slightly higher grade. So now I suck. Mm-hmm. We're not looking at individual, um, you know, and just 
we're not looking at individuals and individual, um, you know, um, things that mean something to us. And I think what I liked and it influenced me when I was growing up was, you know, this whole culture of Captain Beefheart, Frank Zappa, the way my father raised me, they were like, we're just going to make music and we don't need to promote it. We're just, you know, we rent a studio with a bunch of musicians. In some cases, they didn't even write songs. They just literally, without an idea, they rented the studio, started playing, and then an album was there, and then they put it out, and we're like, here, it's free for the world. And it's, now it's different. Now everyone's like, we need that hook. Where's that hook? Where's the, you know, where's the top line? Where's the, it needs to stream on Spotify. And I think a lot of artists are like, especially in EDM, obviously, right? They're very driven like towards success. Like, okay, okay, uh, okay I need a banger for the clubs. And now mm -hmm. I need something that streams. Mm -hmm. So a lot of a lot of people are like losing identity, right? They become a little bit desperate. Like, what's popular now? Well, a future house. Let, let's just do something future house. So I think what I liked about that, and I think you know that's something that just stayed with me, is like success is just very relative. I think if you if you are able to create, that is successful in itself, you know. And also, growing up, I saw you know you see the greats are also making mistakes, and they all come from somewhere. And I remember once when I, you know, someone, uh, a girl broke my heart and I, uh, I, I couldn't, I was, it broke so hard that I, I wasn't even able to create anything. So I started traveling the world by myself. And I just, I also started looking at things differently, even like from creation, you put the bar so high. So, um, you know, if you look at people like Frank Zappa and, and Captain Evo, they were very, they didn't have that fear. And I, I was, I, I remember one point I went to a Picasso museum and I saw like his early works and I was like, wow, Picasso, he was like, he wasn't really that talented, was he? <laughs> you know, he wasn't, you know, but he made his, you know, he made his way. He was talented mm -hmm. in the end, of course. But in the beginning, I think the, the line between, uh, you know, between success, I think, I think, I guess the, the line between madness and, and, and geniusness is, is, is just a very thin line and that thin line is called success. I think anyone out there who's listening right now is, can be a successful creative. You just don't know it and you don't have to believe in yourself. But I think there's just a thin little line because I've operated in that shadow of like, oh, he's, he's crazy. Maybe one day he'll get a real job mm -hmm. versus like, oh, now everything he does is like, oh, it's probably good because he's successful. So it's, it's just a matter of crossing that one line. Mm -hmm. that's a public perception if you cross that line already in your head before you do anything and you don't have a, a you know a goal with what it is that you want to achieve with you know whatever art or whatever it is that you're creating then you have already won from the start so it's it doesn't matter how many likes a picture get it gets mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how many streams you have it doesn't matter what you know critics are going to say and i think uh that's really going back on it now has influenced me. And the only thing is I sometimes get sucked in, you know, by um, what others are doing, how others are communicating to me. I get sucked in even like, this is why people always say, why do you always show up like three minutes before your show? It's like when you're playing at a festival, it's like, because I don't want to hear what others are doing before me. Mm. Because, you know, I, it demotivates me because it's like, I see the audience as, as a, you know, as a date, we're going on a gentle, we're going on a date and I don't, I don't want to know how, you know, what abuse has been taking place you know, musically because some guys are just moving way too fast sonically because they want to play all the hits. They want to make all the moves quickly. They're not, there's no subtlety. There's like no, 
communication. I want to come in and bring the flowers. I want to give the hug. I want to have the conversation. Then I want to, you know, hopefully, you know, kind of just win her over with my heart. And that's usually the, that's the answer why I always appear late because it's, if I sit in one of these rooms oh, in, in the backstage somewhere, which I sometimes have to do because I have to show up early for interviews or, or whatnot, right. actually the reason why I don't really do interviews, I hear all this music, it's like literally, oh, it's like the jukebox machine of hits and it's like, oh, it makes me very nervous. I'm like, you know, here I am just trying to play like 90% of my own music while these guys are taking no prisoners and just, you know, playing other people's music hits like their lives depend on it and it just makes me nervous. So, um, yeah, and I think that kind of sometimes together with the race for likes and, and streams kind of like makes you kind of stream away a little bit from, you know, your original train of thought. But yeah, I always have to remind myself of these artists that I grew up with. Right on. Well, let's talk some of your tracks, shall we? Yes, let's do it. I'm only human. Just what can I do? Cause I feel the fusion when I'm there with you. Because um, you had a track, Chemicals, with Tiesto. Mm -hmm. What was it like working with Tiesto? I mean, he's, he's, he's the OG, right? Like, he, mm -hmm. <laughs> he... You know what I like about Tice is that he... I, I, was, I, I, have to, I have to remind myself that I don't swear. Can mm. you swear on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. So he, yeah. Well, Tice, he doesn't give a f Like, he, <laughs> he's like... He doesn't have a worry in the world, which is like makes him, um, again, it's the same example. It makes him a winner by default because uh, he's already won and he's just living his life and doing yeah. his thing. So he's, he's just there to, to give people space. He's always very positive about everyone, doesn't have any negative energy. And yeah, and he just really, again, he was the first one that brought me on stage at Tomorrowland mm -hmm. <laughs> on the main stage doing my track. And the, the the crazy part about that that I had a massive car accident like minutes before, so I was like shaking and it's like everything in my life went wrong until that moment. He didn't he didn't even know that until I walked on stage, and I, you know, we did that song together. I saw those people and I saw like wow, this is pretty special. And he he was just oozing that positiveness and and uh, yeah, I, I I really admire that in in Thais because he's not in a way he doesn't. I mean, I'm, I think maybe my thoughts are sometimes a little bit too too deep. And, you know, I, I go inside my head a thousand times and he's very, he's a bit more straightforward. He really knows he's mastered the art of enjoying life and giving other, people's jo other people uh, joy. Mm -hmm. 
you, you had a car accident moments before you got on stage. Yes. Oh, my goodness. He's just talking about being nervous just sitting there before a show. No, I mean, exactly. I had to run through that main stage. I was never on that stage. And if you see, if you look back at the image now, now you, I'm literally, my smile is like, like so big. <laughs> so I like, I felt like I won life. And I think that's basically, you know what it is? Like, at the end of the day, we all judge people, you know, like we, we hold a mirror in front of them and we, we kind of just draw quick judgments. But we don't know what that person has been, what that person went through. We don't know mm -hmm. where, where, where they're coming from, and we don't know any, you know, any of those things. And I think, um, yeah, if people would have known what had happened before that, you know, they would have understood, like, understood why there are like literally tears in my eyes in that moment because I felt like, wow, yeah, <laughs> life, life, yeah, wow. yeah. You know, that's why it was such a happy moment. But you know, I think. I always try to approach everything that way, thinking like, I don't know what someone else has gone through. I don't know why that person is saying something. Um, yeah, and I think that was a typical moment where I think he didn't understand why I was so euphoric. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, well, we love the track here at the station. That's one of my favorites you did with oh, Thank you so much. So, yeah. um, another track, and you mentioned earlier about doing kind of like directing and acting in your own music videos was Save a Little Love. And for those who haven't seen that video, you got the dancers going on, and then throughout the video, yeah, you're just doing kind of like random stuff. Like you're just throwing, you're shelling out the money, you're on a bike. Girl in the sea, it's wearing you down. You got so much to do, but I just want you around. Girl in the sea, the look in your eyes, you're too tired for love after working all night. That's literally what it is. Like I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't take anything too seriously. I don't think, you know, I think guys who take like the whole DJ thing too seriously, it's a bit laughable in a way because you know, um, that's why I always hold random objects during my shows and in the pictures. I'm holding because it's like, who wants to see a picture like every week of a guy standing with his hands in the air in front of a big crowd? Mm -hmm. Nobody. So I was like, but maybe they want to see this object, yeah. you know. <laughs> That's where, where the random object came from because it's it's not really about me. Like who wants to like my, how interesting is my face or whatever. So that's why I, you know even with the clothing, I started. I was like, I need to, I have an obligation to entertain people and even maybe come up with a cool outfit every big show and, and you know put in some effort. Um, but yeah, it was the same thing. Uh, you know, with yeah, I, I guess it's just a lot of stuff I do feels random, um, but there is always a thought behind it. Right. It's a good random. It's, I, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's just more about like, I, I, I like, you know, as you said, I, I don't, I, I don't see the idea, the concept of looking at a picture at the same picture a hundred times over. Another track that was huge for us here on the station. Oh, so yeah, no, yeah, about the music video. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then we can go to that. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. No, sorry. I, you just, no, it's like, 
for me that was like people like looking at people dancing um mm. i was like i i wanted i always try to add whenever there's something that exists i try to add like a little twist to it i guess that's kind of the don diablo way yes and i was like we don't need to make it too complicated like this is already cool uh i have my aesthetics with you know the skull paint um you know the the, the outfits etc but then um yeah i think it kind of adds like a little bit of innocence and it kind of also shows the way I am because at, at the end of the day, I'm still, I'm a big kid, you know, at the end of yeah. the day, I'm still like, I'm going to put a pinball machine in my, in my bedroom. and I'm going to do that, you know, like, or if I, if I want, you know, all these things where I'm like, um, yeah, I, I just, I think that's the biggest trap you can have is to, is to actually become an adult, you know? And I think because kids never have any fear, they're always like goofy. They do everything mm-hmm. they want to do that gives them pleasure in life. And, Sometimes a little dramatic. I think that's maybe same thing goes for me, but I think that's you know that's kind of where that comes from. It's basically me just you know not never just growing up. So sorry about that. Yeah, no, no, no. We, we've had some great conversations so far. <laughs> it's been good. Um, so another great track was "Save a Little Love." We love that one. Probably one of the biggest tracks of yours for our station so far has been Wake Me When It's Quiet. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a really great song that I loved. And it was kind of a really just chill, you know, kind of like a vibe to it. Um, just talk about making that track. Um, you know, that track was really about when when uh, Tim Bonavici, uh passed away. Right. Just gave such a shockwave in our scene. And, it, you know, obviously it's the first time someone I felt like I identified with so strongly and I felt like, you know, we're, we're peers. Um, yeah, that really like, it put me in a place where it was really hard to process. What, what, what am I, what can I say about this? And then there was this girl in Sweden who was still in school and, uh, you know, she sent me the song and, and through a mutual friend and I heard it and it was just an acapella and I was like, wow, it's so beautiful, so heartfelt. I don't want to put it out as just a Don Diablo record. It should be you and then mm-hmm. me supporting you. That's where the, the, the Hilda song came from. Um, and it was very pure. And I, I, I did want to like add like a, like a lot of layers of emotion to it. Um, but at the same time, I'm always, I'm always like, um, I hope that you can always hear when a track is a Don Diablo track. So I did add like some of the sonic aspects in there and, and mm-hmm. a lot of like, harmonies and things going on that you know even made me even from a technical point of view i got excited about it but the song mostly obviously is is this is a song with heart uh and it's a song that really is an ode to tim and and to anyone out there who's like struggling with um you know darkness inside of their heads um which i'm no exception to so um yeah that that record was for me as well, it's definitely a very, very special record. Yeah, we, uh, that was one of my favorites too, so we love it. And um, your latest track, Deeper Meaning, potentially behind this one as well, um, A Thousand Faces with Andy Grammer. Um, just, is there a deeper meaning behind this track for you? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, for me, I think EDM, I think a lot of people just, you know, kind of, I guess they just judge EDM being, you know, I guess, an empty vessel of people just pushing buttons. And uh, I think if, if I am an artist that is in the EDM scene, I guess I am, um, which is still, a, I always still surprised about all that. Every day I wake up, it's a surprise. Yeah. 
things that people are dragging me into like oh you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do that you shouldn't you have to make this this should sound like that i'm like oh oh, oh i didn't know there was a rule book yeah. uh where do i find <laughs> a rule book let me yeah. find it so for me i'm just making music and it, ha it happens to have an electronic undertone and you know a lot of the songs uh that mean most to me are the records that i you know i the lyrics i from the lyrics to the music are 100 written by me This is one of those songs. It's it's a letter I wrote to my father, and um, eight years after his passing, um, and it's really, I guess you know, like what what is success if you can't share it with anyone, right? Mm. Pictures can't capture the light in your eyes, even there at your lowest, you can still make me smile. You fall like a light, and you love to. Growing up, I said the only thing I wanted was to make my dad proud, and and uh, I, I felt like I never made it, you know, during you know while he was still alive. And I actually the first moment, the week after he passed, I got a, like a, a sort of a divine moment in my head where I started seeing all of these melodies, ideas, patterns, uh, creative inputs. So I almost feel like my success isn't even mine; it's my dad's. You know, like I feel like it has nothing to do with me. I felt like from that moment. I got driven by so much passion and I really wanted to thank him for that and, and I wish that he could see me now and, and you know, I always stare into like thousands of faces mm -hmm. and I hear thousands of voices but I, I never, I always sometimes fantasize that he's there and he's standing there and he can see me and, and you know, he, uh, you know he, he sees what I've done and how I've, you know, I, I, how I did him right and, you know, of, of I guess just the, you know the family name uh upholding that and 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 uh taking care of, of my mom and and just trying to be a good human being I, I make my mistakes and i get judged for it and i i you know but he knows that everything comes from a good heart and a good place um and you know i think it would be so amazing if you could see it now and that's really what that song is about
I'm kind of playing a song in my head as you talk about it, which makes me kind of enjoy it even more now, knowing kind of the backstory and hearing you talk about it. So it, we added it for new music last week, and it's now instantly one of my favorites after hearing you discuss it. So well, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, um, if you go if you go on my Instagram, for instance, there's mm-hmm. a story there. You can there's like six videos I recorded mm-hmm. having conversations with my dad in the afterlife. Yeah. Uh, that's actually the, and those are the lyrics to the song. So mm-hmm. they're literally. They're literally, literally, they come from my mouth, and and uh, it was amazing because I approached Andy like, "Would you be open to you know singing my story?" And he did, and uh, which is amazing because uh, he, you know, he, he has an amazing voice and a very he has that emotional undertone that I was looking for. But this is a very very personal record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's a great track. It's gonna have massive success. We know it. <laughs> fingers crossed. I mean, yes, yeah. Fingers I mean, crossed. The thing is, like, it's, there's no better feeling than when a record that actually means something to you does well, you know? Like, mm-hmm. especially in a world where there's just a, a bunch of top lines sending, being sent to each other and some productions being slapped around it and then just hoping, you know, it's going to stream a playlist. I think, you know, for me, th- the records that are extra special to me are actually some of the records you just mentioned and, and uh, really come from my heart. So, yeah, it would mean the world to me uh, if this obviously at least reaches his full potential. Mm-hmm. But again, you know what we said, right? Yep. The, the, the principle is always, if you created it, it's successful, you know? Yes. There's no end goal. Yes. Well, kind of a, kind of a culmination of, of the story in, in your creation of Hexagon. Um, you mentioned earlier kind of that futuristic place you kind of seen yourself through. Um, is that kind of where the hexagon label came from? Um, I think, you know, hexagon has two things in, in itself. If you look at the logo, it's a combination of, you know, the hexagon shape, which is mm. kind of refers to the future. Uh, and, and, um, you know, the, the A in the middle stands because we were like, well, why the A? Like, you're not, you does, your name doesn't start with an A. I'm like, Correct, because it's also the Don Diablo logo. Is it just the hexagon logo? No, it's it's a logo that's like a it's like an emblem, you know, like a symbol. That's not about me, mm-hmm. and it's it's like it's uh, it's it's inspired on the Anarchy logo, the original punk logo, but in a futuristic way. So it's like it kind of means like there's no rules in the future. Um, that's what the symbol stands for, and it's it's basically you make up your own future. Um, so you can. Switch, change, whoever you want, you know, to whoever you want to be. Um, and then, you know, the hexagon concept itself is, it's, it's, um, you know, the, the, the six corners represent different parts of your life between birth and death. And those are the moments that, you know, that have to, you have to make them count. Uh, but you always get another chance and there's always a different side to everything. Um, there's a bigger philosophy behind that even, but to keep it shorter for... Uh, <laughs> For your radio show, yeah. it's uh, for your podcast. It's it's yeah, that's the short philosophy behind it. And the great thing as well, it's a word as well that's in every language. It's the same word, mm. so it's universal. Yeah. Universal hexagon. And something else that is really streamed universal is your hexagon radio show. Yes, yes it's it's a that's like a task in itself. My man. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like every week I spend hours and hours listening to music and. Uh, yeah, putting in so much work, and I, yeah, I, it, it all comes down to discipline at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know. 
you kind of forget about results and you just you work from a place of discipline and i approach every radio show still like it is it's a song and i Mm want to make the best one and if that's the first one you're going to hear that's the only one you're going to hear it's going to be like wow this radio show is is super sick you know um that's kind of how i see everything that i do it doesn't matter like i always think about like if this is the only thing that someone's going to see of me then it should be you know the best thing i'm actually able to do at that point in time that's how i approach the radio show and i you know it's cool because you have remember i had like someone like pete tong who's like the og and bbc comes Mm -hmm. to me we check your radio show to listen to you know what new music is coming out even tiesto even tice was like you know we we listen to your radio show and we you know you're always kind of like you're the first one to discover things and that's because i'm doing it myself and i'm listening through hundreds of demos and promos you know every day and it, mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's not really sexy it's not something that people can see on social media right at the end of the day you have to put in the craft and it's, it's like really um you know it's like a race it's like a formula one race you need to you need to stay sharp every day and, and you know at every corner someone can take you can overtake you and um i i think for me it's really about you know delivering the best thing i can uh by putting in the work because mm-hmm. there's no no such thing as when you have success that it just it 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 just it'll just stay there because you know it'll it'll fade away one day if you're not if you don't uphold it it's like being in a marriage right so mm-hmm. like a marriage with my fans I, I you know i gave them my vows and now i have to you know they're they've been so so nice as to follow me and to give me and you know all these opportunities so i have to be as I have to give them back the same respect uh, and uphold the vows that we, you know, the unspoken vows. Mm-hmm. I, I just related to you a ton when you were saying picking out the new music, because one of my jobs here at the station is to deliver and pick and play the new music tracks. And every Monday we're, I'm sitting here just scrolling through all these songs and trying to pick the ones that I think people would want to hear and enjoy the most. And it's tedious and it's not the sexy work and that's not, it's the behind the scenes stuff that, you know, social media stuff, it's not really seen. So. No, but you do a great job at it. So, I mean, I actually, I think this is the only interview I'm doing like in in two months time. So I I guess we're here for a reason. So, Yeah. yeah. Well, we appreciate you doing it. And just in closing now, Don, um, obviously for all your latest updates, um, I mean, obviously shows might not be going on, but, uh, all the latest updates regarding you, your social medias, Instagram, Twitter, um, and then obviously your website, dondiablo.com, would be a good place to go check everything out, right? Correct, yeah. I'll just go mm-hmm. listen to my music on Spotify, Apple Music, or YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a, like, a bunch of really, I, I feel like really cool live sets on, on YouTube mm-hmm. where I play like anything from old school hardcore rave to like uh, drum and bass to like house to ambient chill out music. Um, Kind of take you on a journey uh yeah so i uh, there's a lot to discover i think i i'm in the world of don diablo yes <laughs> so sometimes yeah. i feel like you might, might drown but it's all you know just take your time and and hopefully there's something there for you that you know it's a good spot somewhere in your in your heart yeah well in the upcoming months what can all the don diablo fans expect you mentioned finishing up an album and all these comics and everything is that what's going to be going on yeah, for sure. Like, uh, there'll be a new, uh, new edition of the comic book soon. But um, 
that will be bundled. The end game is that it will be bundled in, into a book, uh, a super physical, physical book. Um, and then, uh, yeah, obviously music, because I, mm. I think, I mean, I don't want to say anything, but I feel like if you can listen to like Thousand Faces, you can hear the level of detail and love I put into the record. Mm-hmm. I am sharper than ever. I'm at home. I, you know, I put in so much hard time effort uh, into just one record. Yeah. So I think some of my best music is on the way. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm also doing, I mean, I'm actually involved in some cool projects that are not just music. Mm-hmm. I really want to work on a one one thing that I can say is like I really want to work on a more bespoke Don Diablo platform where everything comes together and and I'm not dependent on um you know likes follows um you know algorithms mm-hmm. because you know, when you post something on Instagram you just have to pray that your followers actually see it yeah you know so I'd like to create like an environment where you know I can just be with my fans my fans can be with each other and there are more things that we can do that you know um, that are creative and and bring people together so that's another goal that i have and i'm working on greatly so well we will be excited to hear all the new music and and see all the projects um come finished so um don once again this has been phenomenal and i really appreciate you doing this of course thank you for, for having me again once again and uh, stay safe to everyone yeah. out there who's listening. Thank you for tuning in for these long monologues. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you for all the support, by the way. Yeah, and all the it has been great. Yeah. All right, so Don, stay safe out there. And this is the latest edition of Open Mic here with DJ What the Heck. That was Don Diablo. I'll see you next time.